In a study of nearly 2,500 journalists, Muckrack unsurprisingly found that media coverage has completely been thrown on its head because of the corona. But some of the reasons why are surprising, including what they're having to do about it among furloughs and layoffs. While 62% of those surveyed are full-time writers, 38% are freelancers or part-time journalists. They are experts with 60% having more than 10 years of experience and 72% report online or in print. To boot, the average journalist surveyed covers more than three beats, which is something to go and keep in mind as you go about pitching. They're scattered, and as I like to say, a bit over their skis while they try to manage the workload of multiple people. What that means for you, what you do about it, and other interesting findings are what we'll discuss on today's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I am Jenny Dietrich. According to the study by Muckrack, which I'll link to in the show notes, 94% of journalists say that some most or all of their reporting have pivoted to angles related to the corona, as my small one likes to call it. While nearly everyone, 98%, said they are doing more stories about COVID-19 and or health and wellness and more stories about remote work and or virtual communication. And while 19% of journalists say that they have less work in general, 23% said they have a larger workload due to the layoffs and furloughs of others where they work. But the good news is that in 2021, 58% of journalists are optimistic about the journalism profession. This is consistent with what Muckrack has seen in past years. 58% were optimistic in 2020, if only they'd known what was coming, (laughs) 57% in 2019, and 55% in 2018. It's actually kind of a relief to see that, especially with everything the fourth estate has been through in the past few years. Where journalists get their news hasn't shifted much. 58% still get their news from online newspapers or magazines, and 16% say they get it from Twitter, which is actually down from 22% last year. But the vast majority, 76%, say Twitter is the most valuable social network. Facebook is up slightly from last year. LinkedIn is steady at 23%, and Instagram slid slightly to 15% from 16% last year. The highest percentage of journalists want to use Twitter more, followed by LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube, while 34% plan to use Facebook less, 16% plan to use Twitter less, and 14% plan to use Instagram less. And speaking about how they use social media, 58% always or usually check a company's social media when reporting on them. Good for you to keep in mind. And 62% track how many times their stories are shared by the companies they report on. Another good thing for you to keep in mind. The vast majority of journalists find academic subject matter experts and CEOs to be the most credible sources for reporting. Significantly more journalists find company communicators to be credible sources than agency communicators. That breaks my agency heart, but it's okay. I'll get over it. As in past years, one-to-one email is most journalists' preferred pitching channel. One-to-one email, keep that in mind as well. 
The phone, is, of course, is the least popular channel, followed by social media. And if your email isn't personalized to one human being, you may as well forget about it. Not mass pitching, not dear first name, which I just got a pitch on that a couple of days ago, to the personalized one-on-one relationship. As for story pitches, the largest segment of journalists receives one to five pitches every day, which is, or business day, not every day, which makes it five to 25 pitches per week. Now, most write five stories per week and a quarter of their stories come from a media pitch. That means at least 20 ideas or pitches per week are being ignored or trashed. So what is one to do about this? How do you stand out? In just a minute, I'll be back with some ideas. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO Model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. I'm back. Okay, let's talk about what all these percentages and all this data and all these answers mean when it comes to your earned media efforts. First off, the mass pitching has to stop. I say that with all the love and empathy in the world, I know how hard it is when your client or your boss wants you to get the news out to 7,500 million reporters and get coverage from every top tier media outlet and make their cash register sing while you're at it. I get it. I know. I've had these conversations as well. I also know I'm preaching to the choir when I say that's just not how it works. And yet we sit behind our computer screens and we build a list in our media database and we email it out to everybody. And it's not how it works. So If you have to send this muckrack survey to the powers that be to show them that one-on-one communication and personalization have to come first, do that to help to set the stage and the foundation. And then get to work on building those relationships so when you do have something newsworthy to share, they're ready to hear from you. Building those relationships doesn't have to be challenging or take a lot of time. Sometimes it does take a lot of time. Sometimes it is challenging, but it depends. And I'll give you a good example. There is one media outlet that a client of ours is dying to get into. And truth be told, she's perfect for them. She's also a good friend who convinced me to do this for her. 
So I have that personal connection as well, but she's perfect for this media outlet. But they won't even look at you without a $75,000 investment as a quote unquote product fee. Because I refuse to take that as an answer, I made it my personal mission to get them to pay attention to her without the $75,000 quote unquote investment. Call it church and state or not wanting to pay for earned media, but I was going to make it happen if it killed me. It did. I made it happen. It took 14 months. 14. 14 months. But it happened, by golly. At first, I simply just followed their entire editorial staff on Twitter. And then I began to share their content and have conversations with them about it. We eventually began to have a good rapport, and I suggested that they look at some content that my friend had produced. After about nine months of this, I emailed the executive producer who I'd been chatting with on Twitter for nine months and asked her what she thought about featuring my friend. Because we'd built a relationship on Twitter for many months, they were open to the idea, but more she was willing to return my email. And then we had a conversation from there. And I'll admit that they didn't want to do it at first because $75,000 investment. It took another seven months to make it happen, but happen it did. And it was without that investment. I mean, my friend client had to pay me for my time, but it was nowhere near that amount. I probably spent five, maybe 10 minutes a day. And now I would consider their executive producer a friend. She often emails me for thoughts on other features that have nothing to do with anybody I'm connected with. Just what are my thoughts because of the world that I live in? Yes, it takes significantly longer. And sure, you can drop some serious cash and be featured in a lot less time. But many of you have been able to build beautiful relationships that will transcend the rest of your careers. And that's the philosophy you should be thinking about. And that's what the Muckrack survey suggests. Build the relationships, personalize, be one-on-one. Personalization and one-on-one communications work. As you well know, earned media is a long game. Even with journalists where you have a great relationship, if it's a new company or a new product or a new executive or a new subject matter expert, you mostly can't just email and say, feature these guys next, and they will. Having the relationship simply means they will answer your email. It does not guarantee anything else. It does not guarantee coverage. It takes time. It takes a lot of effort, and you have to be willing to give more than you get. Once we can help business leaders understand this and understand the stories behind the data in this muckrack survey, the better off we all will be. If you need help with messaging to a business leader about the time it takes to get earned media efforts, or you need some case studies to prove what happens when the time is allowed, join us in the SpinSucks community at SpinSucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's SpinSucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. We can help you with that and lots of other marketing and communications issues and challenges. I shall see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the SpinSucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 